Thanks for tuning in to the Reluctant Vegan Sun podcast. On this episode, we talk about Nikki starting to write her book. Yes, it's about parenting. We talked about it last time. We talk more about it this time. We also talked a lot about vaccines. Everybody's being vaccinated now, or not everybody, but a large vaccination appointment's opening up. I got my first shot. We talk a little bit about that. And finally, we're starting this PQ training, which we'll talk more about in the future. And it's really exciting stuff. So, Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking. I was smoking. Don't catch me, FBI. I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit. I came home. My family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up, and I love it. So, hit the music. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 44th episode of the Reluctant Vegan Sun podcast. I'm Adam, the Reluctant Vegan Sun, and I'm here with Nikki Naredin. Yeah, this is the 44th episode, and I don't know what's what's new and good. What's going on? That's pretty amazing. I, I have to say it again, and I say it every time. Like, what in your life do you do 44 times? That's pretty incredible. That means well, you can kind of do anything if you consistently continue yeah yeah what in your life well i guess for you you've lived 44 years more i've than lived more than 44 years, years. That's what i'm saying so you didn't lived do it years. intentionally though did i live intentionally like was i looking to continue to live well yeah so you're looking to continue to live because if you aren't looking to continue to live then well yeah <laughs> the life continues no matter what I did at this point, unless I jumped in front of a train. I mean, I, I guess I could have chosen to die and yeah. did everything I could to do that. That's true. I did choose to live. Yeah, there is a choice. I mean, I guess the choice is not to live. The choice is to die. Right. So I guess, I guess that's true. You didn't necessarily choose to live. You well, can't really die 44 times. You can't. No, that'd be impressive. <laughs> You can nearly die 44 times. That's true. There's a possibility that I could have decided that every time I got in a car, I could have died. So did I nearly die a couple of hundred thousand times? I'm not sure. It's possible. We, I don't know. We, we, met, we went morbid quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm intrigued by what's the... Okay, this is very morbid. Okay. <laughs> Let me hear your you know, morbidity. Yeah. Your I was intrigued. And this is awful. But, you know, human knowledge, what is the most time someone has attempted to die? Oh, that's interesting. Well, if you watch Groundhog Day, Bill Murray had attempted to die many, many times, but then Mm -hmm. was reborn in the same day until he got that day right. The question is, what does right mean? Well, evidently what's right is, is you make your, you know, everything about your coworker and make her fall in love with you by doing the nicest things based on Groundhog Day. That is how you do it. Right. But you only get her to fall in love with you by living a right life, a life that is not completely selfish. And and how many attempts did it take him to learn to do that? First of all, 
was it being completely selfish? I think he had his own motivations. And now everybody who's stuck in a time loop thinks that it's just being the most unselfish person is the way to get out of the time loop when in reality it's quantum physics evidently. Well, I don't know if that's reality, but based on the last time loop movie I've seen, <laughs> Palm Springs, which is more recent than Groundhog Day, quantum physics is actually the way out of the time loop, not being really nice to people. Interesting. I don't think that he went into that perfect day with the idea that he was going to make her fall in love with him. He was just being the best version of himself and the best version has the ability to attract good things. I agree with that, but didn't he fall in love with her over the course of the time spent in the loop or no? He definitely fell in love with her because she was always being her best self. Yeah. Right. So she didn't need to live a groundhog day in order to become her best self and then be able to love. Did that make sense? No, yeah. I mean, she just lived her best self. Right. That's a pretty good movie, by the way. Bill Murray had to practice learning to be his best self. I wonder how many days he actually was in there. Yeah, that's an interesting thought because we don't get a complete sense of how mm-hmm. long that is. We do know that he learned how to play the piano really well. How long does that take? Yeah, how long does it take to learn to play the piano really well? Uh, yeah. Don't know. Uh, probably, well, what level was he playing the piano at? Because you could learn to play the piano at a simple level, maybe a month of, I mean, he had nothing to do. Well, I guess he did have a lot to do. He had to do his job. Or at a certain point, he just didn't care. Because he was well, it depends up. on the day. Yeah. I think when he decided to go after his passion and his dreams and to do something creative and well, then he might have been focusing more on that. Yeah. I think it would take eight hours a day for a year, or would it take two hours a day for 10 years? To be Beethoven? I don't know if he's Beethoven, but he was a pretty good jazz like pianist. Did he have no skill beforehand? Did they zero skill? Zero skill. Well, based on my attempt at playing guitar, (laughs) uh, which definitely correlates to playing the piano. Right. I am not very good at guitar and it's been almost a year. I've got haven't practiced recently, though, too, which is bad. But it's been almost a year and I've only been practicing like 15, 20, half hour a day. So if that's that, and for me to be amazing at guitar, which who knows if I'll ever be, uh, practicing a half hour a day probably would take, I would say, 10 years, maybe longer. If you practice half hour a day for 10 years straight, you think you'd be pretty decent at guitar? I think you'd be really good at the guitar. I think you'd be really good. So then if he has eight hours a day when he's Mm. practicing, let's say, right, and then so 30 30 minutes a day over 10 years, if we do the math, so 10 times three six five um is 3650 times 30 so that is 109,500 minutes okay right and then if you divide that by 48 because that's how many he did in a day it would be 2281.25 okay. is that the number of days what number is that i don't know <laughs> that's the number of well so if if you multiply by eight, <laughs> so for me, that would be 8,250 minutes of practice. Okay. Right. So then, yeah. yeah. So if I would divide that by, it would 
be 60 times 8, which would be 480. Okay. If you divide by 480, it would be 38 days practicing okay. eight hours a day would be the equivalent of 10 years practicing 30 minutes a day. Right. But don't you think that there's that something sense. that gets into your brain and into your fingers that takes a while that even happens as you sleep without the practice? Osmosis has osmosis been proven to exist? I don't know that if it's osmosis asking? or or where your mind is thinking about something or where things are taking time to settle in as opposed to being forced in. So you're saying that if you play piano in your dreams, you will be better than if somebody who does not play piano in their dreams. I think if you can vision it, probably. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. a possibility. I do understand the idea of getting a different view on it on a different way different day or you just do something different or there's some days when I wake up and I feel like I understand this whereas previous days I didn't right that you slept on it like there was some way in which you slept and your mind was thinking processing deciding something reorganizing Hmm. it's possible there is something about the time I do think things I do now that versus when I did them as a kid maybe uh, I am better at now. I have a better understanding and I know I'm just older and it's easier. I know more, but some things are objectively easier now than they were previously. So maybe you take the cumulative of what you've learned and then you just keep adding to it. Mm-hmm. So something becomes more easily accessible mm-hmm. and incorporated into your, into your muscle memory yeah, yeah it's possible but does he does he even sleep because he falls asleep and wakes up so does he feel automatically rested or does he you know is it like i forgot how groundhog day goes if he stayed up past midnight does he wake up in his bed the previous morning yeah like is he it a sleep type the previous morning no matter what time he stays up until hmm. which is really interesting like can he force himself to not fall asleep at all or will he just be the next morning yeah i think you tried that i mean they've definitely tried that in previous things i think when you fall asleep you wake up so you might get to the next day at least in the palm springs movie i don't know if people saw that was the andy (laughs) samberg how i met your mother mom i forgot i always forget the actress's name Uh who plays the mom and how i met your mother oh i have to watch this movie is it good it's pretty solid I, i liked it i thought you watched it i didn't watch it it's on netflix or where is it it's on hulu on Hulu, I definitely yeah. have to watch it. But uh, he stays up for a while at one point, And then as soon as he falls asleep, he wakes up in the morning of the time loop. So he's able to make it out of the day, but he's not right. out of the loop. So he's out of the day, but not out of the loop. Because he's, yeah, he needs to fall back if he falls back asleep. Huh. So even if he's in the next day, if he falls back asleep at any point, he's back to the loop. Yeah, I mean, he's still physically in the loop. He's just out of the day. He's still in the, yeah. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want you to know I'm, I'm writing a book. You are? Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were asking about a new and good, but I had this idea for a book based Mm -hmm. on my 21 years of parenting experience and it's called, wait, uh, stay quiet and act dumb. A Gorilla Guide to Parenting Your Tweens and Teens. You repeat that? Stay quiet and act dumb. Hmm. A Gorilla Guide to Parenting Your 
tweens and teens. Okay. Just the idea that, that I got much more information and you guys were really hanging around when I didn't say very much and not trying to give all of my important opinions that I mm-hmm. expected you to listen to. And then the stupider I act, or at least the, the less knowing I acted, the more information I got. Yeah, like you would just hang sense. around, you wouldn't leave. And so most of like Lily's friends would spend most of the weekends at our house. And I think probably because I didn't sit around trying to impart my wisdom at every moment. Yeah. And fed everybody. Or try and to then be you like, have to feed everybody. Yeah, if you feed everybody. It'll be <laughs> and that was back when they weren't even vegan. So that's true. I was still feed feeding everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. It was much more fun when they were vegan, though. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, because that was you're just most of high up. school. Yeah, that is true. Or maybe not really. Yeah, half of high school. Half of high school. Yeah. And now. Yeah. And stuff. Pretty it's cool. interesting. No, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's how to be dumb. So you're saying the secret to getting to know things from your teenagers is not to micromanage them and uh, not to just uh, try to force them to do things or telling people to do them your way or have right. expectations. I mean, seriously, um, unless you think something is really dangerous and they're going to die, better not say anything. The other thing is, as your parent, as a parent, you do know, but you're not necessarily an expert in what your kid needs. Just because you're their parent doesn't make you knowledgeable of all the solutions. I mean, another book for parenting could be Parenting 101, How to Make It Up As You Go. Oh, that's interesting. What would that book look like? Chapter one. There is no real book on parenting, just a bunch of <laughs> theories by people who micromanage their kids. I have a question. I wonder what the parents, so people, what's like a standard parenting book? I mean, Dr. Spock, when my parents were growing up, was the number one parenting book. And I have no idea what the premise is at all. And then there was books about ways to handle different things. Like there were ways in which to get your child to sleep through the Ferber method, which is really, you just let them cry and, and you know stay outside the room for a certain amount of time and then come in and then stretch the time that you come out you know, of the room and go back in when they're crying and mm-hmm. then you don't pick them up and stuff. Okay. I didn't and you do don't pick them up? Yeah, no, no. My question yeah. is, how do these so-called parenting experts' kids turn out, or what is their relationship with their kids? I have no clue, because I really didn't do any follow-up, and that's I think it's saying. all individualized, that's for sure. I don't think yeah. there's one particular method, but I did find that consistently, you know, not acting like I knew something and needed you to follow what it was I know was helpful. Well, it depends. If you knew where the... Uh where something in the fridge was, it would be nice if you would have got it. I'm a very lazy fridge looker. That's so true. I did help so. you with that a lot. But, but that was, you know, I, I said this about Lily. I just became Lily's bitch as best I could. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that that's not, helpful. I don't think that's good though. You don't think that's good parenting? Not necessarily. I mean, I mean, you didn't do everything for her to an extent, right? No, totally not. Say. But if I had the ability to do it and I could stay close, then I That's would do true. it. That's true. That's true. It was more the ability. I, I don't think I was a parent who didn't take care of myself, though. I was oh, always yeah. doing things for myself. Like, I meditate well, yeah, you, every day. You just do the things for yourself before everybody wakes up. <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, I'm up really early, but, you know, I have a rock band. Yeah. I 
did counseling. I mean, I did a ton of no, stuff. You, you do tons. You do tons. So, so it didn't come from nowhere. Like the ability oh, yeah. to think about other people, you know, didn't come from lack of work on whatever mm-hmm. was going on. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you had a very interesting schedule. So yeah, that's yeah. part of the reason why it was possible. Right. Right. That's true. Sure. When we were homeschooling, I was working a few long days a week and then had a couple of days off mm-hmm. and kept it that way. Yeah. And they homeschooled us pretty evenly. Uh, yeah. My dad had three days and my mom had two days. Right. And, and then the weekend. The weekend. Yeah. 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 What's new well, and good for you? Everything's the weekend. New and good. Well, I got my first shot. We we're going to talk about vaccines a little bit. Okay. Uh, I got my first shot. I uh, what else did I do? How'd that go? Didn't do much. It went well. Uh, I had a good day yesterday. Uh, today, what did I do today? It's early. Today I haven't done anything. What did I do yesterday? <laughs> yesterday I didn't do anything. No, uh, you said you were out all day. Was that, that yesterday was, that or the was, day that before? Was the day before. That yesterday, like a really good day. I did some work. I didn't do much. Mm. I yeah. Uh, no, I was out all day, though. I went to play disc golf. We've been playing a lot of disc golf. Disc golf is fun. Mm. Uh, disc golf is a lot of fun. Uh-huh, I'm cool. really enjoying it. I'm not very good. But, yeah. Oh, I had Frisbee practice for the first time. It feels like the vaccine. The Not the vaccine. Well, vaccines are very readily available right now. Yeah. So, and it might not seem that way in certain places. And while vaccines are readily available, they're not equally available in all places. It's readily available where I am. Mm. There are many pop-up sites. There are many stuff. If you're looking and if you're, especially in New York, there are ways to get it. And vaccines are going by the wayside. I know in New York, I don't know what all states vaccine regulations are. I know some states probably aren't doing anything as close. I know Alaska is doing a very good job vaccinating. Yeah, they're doing an excellent job vaccinating. Vaccinating people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in New York, it's 16 and older. And so literally any adult could go and get vaccinated as long as mm. they find an appointment. And there are new spots coming up every day. There is a pop-up. I went, uh, I went on Friday to get my first shot. Uh, whereas, and then Friday, people, there were stuff on campus. And today there's stuff in Ulster County, which is the county where New Paltz is and there's tons of places all around and there are vaccines that are expiring and vaccines that are not you know doing well and I don't know if you have any insight on the difference between the vaccines I know the Moderna and the Pfizer are very similar between using like RNA uh, theory right so they're using what they're doing is they're using an RNA which is like a gene template that will insert itself into your immune system cells and then use the machinery mm-hmm. in the cells in order to create a COVID like virus and yeah they don't use actual virus right Not right they just use some genetic material from it mm-hmm. so it's an interesting thing because I, I i it's kind of the way hiv works like hiv uses their uh rna uh, which is the reverse transcriptase stuff, not not the DNA, but the RNA, yeah. in order to to use the machinery of the T cells to make more HIV. So it's kind of that technology. It's it's fascinating to me. The interesting part to me is like, how do you shut it off? Like when when does it shut off? 
And that I'm not sure. Does it just shut off naturally when they feel like there's enough of the cells available without much of the assault? Hmm. So I don't know. So that 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 is the Moderna and the Pfizer one. Those are you know mRNA vaccines. Yeah. And then I think the Jensen and Jensen mm-hmm. are kind of a typical injecting a small segment of the virus itself, not the active virus, and then your body's immune response to that. Mm-hmm. And so that's then, why you only need one dose for that one because that's your typical vaccine. No, I mean, the typical vaccine is not only one dose. If you think about childhood vaccines, like the, you know, uh, DTaP or, or HIB or any of those vaccines, you're needing them at two months, four months, six months, you know, 12 to 15 months, and then a booster. So mm. there's definitely more than one. So I don't, I don't know what kind of immune response happened. I'm assuming that the immune response happened for more than 80% of the people. And that's mm-hmm. why they said one or more than okay. 90, maybe that's what I'm thinking, but I'm not sure. But yeah. And so like with the vaccines readily available, at least for me, I know the country still, according to the New York Times, I think we're still at 36% first dose and like 14%. Oh, that's so interesting. Second dose. That's or, much lower than I thought it was, but I guess that's what, everybody's ramping up. I mean, I'm sure certain areas of the country have more. So 36%, at least one dose, 22% are fully vaccinated. I'm sure that number is going to go up. The fully vaccinated soon is going to catch up right. because, I mean, everybody, the 36% with at least one dose, they should be coming back soon. I know that seem to be coming really back. Started. Like that's the, isn't that like all anybody's talking about now? They're definitely talking about that in my age mm-hmm. group. I don't know if they're talking about them in quite the same way in your age group, in the college set. In what way of people like returning to things or? It, it's just that everybody is talking about the vaccine. I was just hmm. saying this before that the vaccine is almost your get out of jail free card. Like once you have it, you can do anything and you can proudly display it or show it to anybody or feel comfortable walking into anywhere because you're vaccinated or so you say, will there be people that will not be vaccinated and I'm say sure. they're vaccinated? That would be really interesting. Like, would that be the thing? And then I think about it when I was growing up in medicine about 25 or 30 years ago, HIV was really big. Mm -hmm. And so when people wanted to go out and and party or whatever, they would show their HIV results. And this is kind of feeling like that. Like, that's interesting. I've had my vaccine. I'm I'm ready to go out. Mm -hmm. Get me out of jail free. Let's go party. Well, it's interesting how people are now this COVID passport thing. Everybody is like responding to them like, you know how many other vaccines when you travel, usually depending on where you're going, you have to take vaccines for school. You need to take vaccines. Most for most schools, you need to take vaccines and stuff. I mean, vaccines and proof of vaccine has been something that's been in society for a long time. And now there's this whole debate over this with the COVID passports and stuff like that. Whereas, yeah, like because I remember when we were going to China, we took, was it a hep B shot or something? Mm hmm. And we had to take a hep B shot before traveling there. And we went to your office and got a shot and it was fine. But I now think it was recommended. It, it was wasn't, recommended. It wasn't absolute, necessary. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Travel vaccines are recommended. And mm-hmm. you go to the CDC website and they'll tell you what oh, that's true. different viruses are endemic okay. in those areas. And they'll recommend it. This will be an interesting kind of manipulation on how people can move about or not. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. I mean, if people say it's going to be, I mean, how long is this going to go on before you don't use the COVID vaccine 
you know, passport or you have your little card and show the card. And how long is it going to go on past this? Is this going to be a occurrence for the future? Is this going to be an occurrence to like 2022, 2023, when the vast majority of people are vaccinated? I'm assuming the vast majority (coughs) will be vaccinated. But it's also interesting with travel because different countries get pushed along at different paces or vaccinating at different paces. What does this mean for countries? I don't know much about COVID vaccination in, let's say, Australia or New Zealand, which did a really good job of combating the virus in the first place. Because if we all did a really good job combating the virus in the first place, would this whole mad dash for COVID vaccines or this whole vaccination passport stuff, would this have mattered? If we would have hunkered down the first few weeks and not done anything, like if we were on the full lockdown that maybe some of the other countries were on who were able to combat it, would we have this whole thing about the COVID vaccines now? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And then you have to look at kind of viral trends. Mm -hmm. So at some point, the incidence of the virus would go down and the infectivity and how people respond to it will go down as the virus lands in the community in a certain way. So in some ways, you won't know how much is related to the vaccine versus how much is related to kind of epidemiologic trends of the virus. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is, do we know how often we're going to need a booster in order to do it? And is that a way in which we're going to be kind of pushed as well? These are all questions that I'm not sure about. And there's not a lot of long-term data about how safe or not safe this vaccine is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was vaccinated um, two shots fairly early on. And the reason why I got vaccinated was not because I knew enough about the vaccine, nor did I believe that the vaccine was going to stop all the troubles or ills that COVID had created, but there was a social pressure for me to get that vaccination so that I wouldn't have to quarantine and I could do as much work and help as I possibly could when I headed to Alaska. So really it was more of a social pressure for me. I wasn't worried myself as to whether Mm -hmm. I was gonna get COVID or not. I think I had been around COVID working with the homeless in New York City for months. And I'm pretty sure that you came home from spring break with COVID. Highly possible. Yeah, you were so sick and a real mess right at the beginning of it all. It wasn't wasn't that bad. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think that healing is forgetting, but I remember. Healing is definitely forgetting, you know, (laughs) because the near misses are like, you laugh about the near misses and then. Truly, truly. I think about people getting drunk, you know, I mean, feeling not drunk is forgetting how bad it might've felt when people are drunk and vomiting and doing whatever. Well, on that note, my house had a bender, a ridiculous night the other night with lots of people not remembering things. I was nowhere near the main part of the action, but some people- What do you mean exactly? Well, I just kept hearing things shattering. Oh, (laughs) things were breaking? Well, oh my God. Turns out things didn't break as much as I thought they did. I checked out the carnage the next day, but it sounded <laughs> it from the living the room. Day. From It wasn't carnage. I thought it'd be a lot worse, but from the living room, uh-huh. yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Oh my God. What and happened? How many people did you guys have over? We didn't have many people over. It was just, you know, some people. I don't know how some people are like, well, let's 
drink and you know sometimes people just keep drinking it's not necessarily mm. how many people you have over rather than how much alcohol you have in your system oh and also i think that the craziest nights doesn't have to be with the most people because when you have lots of people then you have a social construct to not go batshit crazy oh that's not a social construct but like unless you're blackout blackout drunk which they were so they might have been anyways uh you're less likely i think to act up because you're going to be more concerned about what other people think whereas if you're with a small group of people that you trust a lot right now you're really good friends with right then you have free reign to do whatever you want. And unless you do something fucking awful, right, right, right. which nobody's going to do something that awful, right? then it'll be fine. And you don't, nobody's going to look at you strangely the next day and be like, hey, I had a night, did you? <laughs> and you're good to go. That's fascinating. So, yeah. <laughs> but how were mm-hmm. you? Because you had, you had had a, oh, a, I didn't a drink. bender not long ago. I, 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 didn't, and- I didn't really drink, so... Oh, that's was, interesting. Okay. Why did you choose to not drink? Did you remember? I didn't want was... to. I had work the next day. No. So you had work the next trying day. To so focus it wasn't like like healing was I had work to do, yeah. No, you I'm trying to, to focus on school and stuff. Adam would like to graduate on time. You don't want to spend another semester there? Absolutely not. That shouldn't have to at all. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to graduate. We got stuff <laughs> to work on and stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyways, what we were talking about, we were talking about vaccinations, right? We were stuff. talking about so many different things. So we many different things. Alcohol, vaccinations, graduating. You graduating. Are graduate this year. Yeah. This is crazy. That's, in, that, that's like a month away. We'll talk about that then. Their school's okay. not really <laughs> having a thing about that. So They're the not because they haven't sent me anything about your graduation. They have like a small, they're going to have like a small only for your major thing. I'm like, I don't want this. I want to graduate with my, I want to walk if my family's there and stuff and my all my friends can be there. Right. And I don't want to do the small thing and pay like 300 bucks for a cap and gown. I'm like, I'm aware this one time. I don't even know where my high school cap and gown is. I like I would go if there was a whole ceremony and stuff and I would cheer and you guys would be there. But if you guys aren't and they're not allowing because friends and relatives aren't allowed. So that we can't even come. Not even a small yeah. thing. You can't not even, even come. a small thing outside. No, it's a small thing outside, but just for the uh, like people in that major and stuff. Friends That's and family. Crazy. Aren't coming. Yeah. Oh, my God. And what day? Like, can I watch it online? I have no idea. But if. I'm not going to have the cap and gown. I'm not ordering the cap and gown. So if they want me to walk in my street clothes, I would be more than fine with that. <laughs> if they don't. Are you going to walk, walk in your street clothes or are you just going to bail on it? I'm probably going to end up bailing on it. No. I mean, I like I, my friend Tay, who I lived with last year. He had a great point. Uh, it was only a little bit right before the pandemic. He had a great point about graduation, which I thought was sick. He was like, I put in my effort for four years to graduate and everybody is going to see me with my diploma and I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be like, yeah, I fucking got this. Look at me because uh-huh. I put in the effort and many people did not have the ability to go to college. Many right. people were not afforded the ability to have the proper education. And so you say, look what I've done. I managed to do this. Fuck all you people. Oh, so it's like a source of arrogant pride. Like, I managed to do this. You couldn't. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not that. It's the. It's like, not everybody had the opportunity to do this. I managed to do this. Let's fucking go. Like okay. So for people rather that didn't than think that, it was possible, you're you're a 
you're an inspiration. You're a, you're the possibility of what what yeah. people can do. Okay, that's a yeah. better one. So that's I, what I just because I heard two things. Like I got this, you didn't fuck you, and then the other one was I'm I a, got this, like you couldn't fuck like the world for this situation or whatever. You know, like everybody should be <laughs> college should be free and shit. And yeah, lots of that's true. Lots of good stuff. That's true. That's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I did this, and it should be free, and I'm gonna make a statement now. Yeah. 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 I guess that's another one. Now my cap again. So it is. Really so Adam is one month away. Now the reason why you don't want to stay there another semester is because you definitely don't want to stay there another semester. Yeah, I mean, I would have to do. I just have to do projects and stuff, and we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But it'll be fine, and I'll be done whenever. You know, I brute forced the shit out of one assignment, uh, one part of my assignment. You did. And I showed my friend, and it was beautiful by how terrible it was not like terrible but it was a beautiful thing well you know when you put seven if statements in a inside a for loop you can do anything what does that mean i don't understand basically programming logic is you have a four so it just keeps looping and incrementing okay and then inside you have if the numbers are like at this if the numbers are at this, do this. If the numbers are at this, do this. If the numbers are at this, do this. So you were so I wrote out tons of the ifs. <laughs> and there's definitely a, or might be a better way to do it where you didn't have all the ifs. Now, the way to really, the only way I could find about doing it is you have to find whether it's a multiple of a certain number, see what the remainder was of the number. And then if the remainder is a certain amount, then you can maybe do that. But mm. my code works for the example he gave. So so you, you did a workaround. You were resourceful. No, I didn't do a workaround. I did, a, I did what he was asking for. The result was what you, what? Yeah, the result what was. for it. Okay, I cool. think. I, you know, I think, and I, and like I said, I'm willing to do B minus work just to get things moving and done. Um, I had to hand in a write-up for a case that I took uh, for homeopathy school. So I'm a, an, a regular Western doctor and I'm in homeopathy school uh, just because I feel like we've got to be able to offer so many different kinds of medicine to people. And, uh, and so the write-up I, I know sucked and it wasn't in depth, but I knew exactly what I was doing and I needed to get the remedy recommendation okayed by my supervisor so that I could mm-hmm. give it to the client that I'm seeing next week. And, uh, and so I decided that I was going to write up the not great report and make sure that I handed it in. And I did. And mm-hmm. it happened exactly the way I thought she okayed the remedy and it's making me write other things over again, but at least it was in. Yeah. Yeah. I wish my teacher would let us do that. Well, my teacher, he annoys me, but I'm not going to dwell on that for right now. There's no reason to, I'm just gonna, I, I just, I'm just the person that tries to do their work, submit it. Uh, and it'll be fine. It'll be what it is. And I should probably ask for more assistance and go to office hours, but if you wanted to, if I wanted to, <laughs> if you want to do, well, I was no, about, so really. we have a friend's son who decided not to do any work. He loved high school. He wasn't one of those people that spent all his time studying. He enjoyed himself. He barely passed like at a 65. His mom was really, really scared that he wasn't going to get into any college at all because he does want to go to college. He wants to do things he wants to do. And it turns out that he got into two really good colleges. The rest mm-hmm. of them he didn't get into, but he got into Union College in Schenectady and mm-hmm. he got into Miami of Ohio, mm-hmm. which are pretty good colleges. With a 65? So, with a 65. That's pretty impressive. It's really impressive. So, 
she, so she was, we took a trip to, you know, go visit the OG vegan Lily. Actually, we were driving Lily back because she came home for the weekend. And I was with that friend who has the son, my friend, Stephanie. And mm-hmm. uh, she's like, he's going to have to learn to work hard. And I was like, clearly he does it. He, he works exactly the way he's willing to work. And he has a really good time doing it. And he managed to get where he needed to go. So clearly he didn't need to work or he might not need to work that hard or maybe he'll choose to work hard when when he really likes something or he chooses to be there. You can choose what to apply yourself to. I mean, that's what you figure out. And it could be school. It could be it depends on what your major is, depends on how much effort you put in. I think I don't know what my grade could be if I spent all my time thinking about school. Uh, It would certainly be higher than what it currently is. Uh-huh. but I would be miserable. Yeah. Would it be worth it? Would That's it be worth question. it? The question yeah. is what, it, what would it be worth? And the all, other question is what I have been better having a different strategy than the typical. So engineering strategy is you, when it's due, it's due. So it will be done by the time it is due. Right. When you start, how much you work on it. That's a little bit of a gray area, mm. but it'll be done by the due date. Something will be submitted that works by the due date. Well, that's why I know you could actually put a time limit on almost anything and somehow get it done. Because a lot of people, I'm I'm having them fill out a schedule for themselves, just because if you want to move something forward, you do have to plan it in very small increments that aren't overwhelming, because usually Mm -hmm. people just get overwhelmed and then they're paralyzed. And so some people will say to me, well, how much time do I, I don't know how much time that's going to take me. I was like, if you give it an hour, it'll take you an hour. It might be B minus work. I'm not sure. But that will move forward. And if you want to revisit it again, you can put that on your schedule again. I like that. Because if you take the hour and have it complete, it will be done in an hour. Uh, it will be done to the best of your ability in an hour. Right. Uh, you can't concern yourself with the idea that it might not be done. Or that it might because not be perfect. I think it's might, the perfectionism that makes well, it hard. But I think that people see the time limit and then worry or spend some time worrying about it mm. as well that they won't be able to finish. Right. Which is a whole nother problem, because if you're worried about not finishing, then it's harder to get started. That's true. If you already have it in your mind, if your thought is I'm not going to finish, then the result will be you won't finish unless Mm -hmm. you change that thought. There's no way. Because the feeling that you develop from that thought, I won't finish is discouragement and Mm -hmm. nothing good comes out of discouragement. That's for sure. Mostly people will not continue to do what it is that they want to do, or it's some kind of dream that they have because already they're discouraged about the possibility of it not happening. Mm -hmm. And so if you think that you're not going to be able to finish in that time, well, that's the wrong deal. The idea is to do it in that time. It's not going to be perfect, but as you said, revisit it or get as much as you can done and be like, I'm done. I will take a break and revisit. So I guess the revisit part always exists. The question is, what do you want to get done in that time? I guess you just focus on getting it done. I mean, right. and you are getting as much as you can done. within that time. Mm-hmm. So it's about creating. So I've been thinking about this a lot, like consumption versus creating. So I take a lot of courses and I'm learning a lot of things, but I also create things like, you know, creating some programs, creating website, creating content, like you're creating content with this podcast, you know, music and so on. Mm-hmm. And so I think people really do need to balance the consumption, even if it's the consumption of what they're learning to what they create in order huh. to move things forward. You won't move anything forward just with consumption. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 
Interesting. Did you download that app? The I did. PQ app? I did. You did. So you have to watch the first video before the day is over or they'll take it off. Before today? Because, yeah. Because that that is part of it. Like, you know, hmm. you, you just don't have the, because you've got to start doing some of the exercises. So this is a, a something I gifted to Adam, uh, it's a positive intelligence uh, app program that's six weeks that helps you kind of get out of the negative mindset with very clear, easy ways to do it during the day and into a more positive mindset that keeps you empathetic and active and innovative mm -hmm. and creative as opposed to um, perfectionism, victimhood, disappointment, discouragement, judgment is our pod together. So you have, do it in groups of pods. We have how many people in our pod? Like eight, right? Five, five people five, in your pod. Five people in my pod. And I don't see any of them on the app, but- Do you see my pod there? I do see my pod. Why don't you just put like something in the chat and see who answers? That's a good point. Anyways, yeah. the PQ thing is something that we're going to be going through, and it seems very interesting. She gifted it to us through her program. And that PQ program is $1,000 if you go on their website. And wow. go on Big the, the intelligence.com. You know, it's $1,000 to do this particular program, which has a ton of scientific research about kind of re re-enervating your brain and increasing your hmm. mental fitness muscle. Interesting. In, in not difficult ways, you know, but you do have to work at it. It takes about 15 minutes a day, but you could do it while you're doing other things. Like, like yeah. if you're in the middle of something stressful, you could de decide to do one of these small exercises that gets your brain out of the, they call it the saboteur mode and into the sage mode. Hmm. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, And I'm sure we'll be updating that of you on this as we go through it. We're taking okay. some of the ideas and talking about it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's about it for this oh, wow. week. So is that 40 minutes ready? Yeah. Wow. 40 hey, minutes. You told so. me we had nothing to, you had nothing to talk about today. Well, we talked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, they don't really have anything to talk about. I mean, talk about vaccines. Oh, we you didn't talk about that things opening up. But yeah. You had it in your mind though. You wanted to yeah. talk about vaccines. So that was interesting. Where well, we talked. Still the first thought was. I have nothing to talk about today, but you say that almost every time. I say that every time, <laughs> uh, whether that makes it into the podcast is another thing, but True. I do talk about it every time. And uh, please, I don't know if you need to get vaccinated, uh, you should get vaccinated. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, everybody should be vaccinated. I mean, it makes sense. There's this whole debate over it, which I don't it quite makes understand sense but... over the social construct, but yeah. you know, I think that, that this vaccine, like every vaccine should be thought about individually. There mm -hmm. are people with very strong autoimmune dysregulations that maybe you would think about that and ride on the herd immunity or not. I don't know, but I, I don't think that everything is just a complete given. I think mm -hmm. there's a social construct right now and a certain pressure that makes you feel like you have to do this, but then you get in the trap of deciding that the people who do it are good thoughtful, virtuous people and the people who don't aren't. We mm. just don't know their reasons. So try to stay out of judgment as best you can. Yeah. Think of whatever your situations about how you can turn them into some gift and opportunity, even if it feels really hard. Mm. Yeah. And the other question is, I'm just wondering about this, is in the future, if we do have any pandemics, which hopefully don't happen, 
but right. it's a possibility. We're ripe for pandemics. Will this be the same? Will this have the same response? Will nobody do anything for, well, I mean, a lot of people are doing things. Don't get me wrong, but we've shut down now for not entire. I guess we start opening back up piece by piece, but we shut down for, it's been about a year and a couple months and a month by now. Mm. Right. Will this be the same path cycle? We would have a pandemic in the future. Are we just sitting around waiting for things to get better or waiting for a vaccine? Are there ways to take things into our own hands to do things? Will in the future, most jobs be remote unless you need to be in some type of, unless you're creating something that you have to be in person for. Right. These are all great questions. These are all questions for the future. Maybe we'll talk about them. But, right, but people who waited around for things to end mm-hmm. as opposed to being proactive in some way, you know, people who complained and worried ended up having a really, really difficult time. Mm-hmm. And the people, and I, I'm talking about, you know, people in all different situations, whether they had money or not, whether they could go out or not, whether they, you know, lost a job or not. The, the level of upset and complaining spanned across many different demographics. That's true. But the people who could figure out how to turn something into, I say, a gift and opportunity definitely had a better time with this pandemic. And rest assured that we will have many pandemics in the future, given the way the world is, global travel, animal agriculture, lots of different things. You know, Mm -hmm. most of the sources of pandemics are from animal sources and they're not wild animal sources, they're domesticated Mm -hmm. animal sources. Yeah, and on that note, uh thanks for listening to the reluctant vegan sum podcast please could you like subscribe review tell a friend uh follow me on instagram at reluctant vegan sun i do like that tell a friend thing if you could tell one friend about the podcast (laughs) share it with your friend make my my week there's so many things that this podcast uh, does yeah anyways thank you for listening we love you guys yeah i'm dr nikki narradin.com if you want to look dr nikki narradin.com Dr. Nikki Naradin. Dr. Doctor. <laughs> I do like the Dominican Republic too. All right. Bye.